This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about Dippin' Dots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very interesting. A lot of paths we got to explore with this one. Oh, yeah. I was... I was so psyched to do this reading. I, mm-hmm. I actually we've had we've had a lot of really fun ones recently. Um, mm-hmm. I was more tickled by that nutritional label episode than <laughs> than I really thought I would be, and I knew that I would right. be tickled by it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and this one's really really interesting. Um, and yeah, not a sponsor. Just nope. FYI, nope. Uh, we were just interested in it. Um, I did. I loved Dippin' Dots as a kid. I don't think I had it very often because it wasn't... Uh, when I was growing up, it was very relegated to theme parks and in my case, particularly water parks, which huh. is okay. where I got it. Uh, my local theater did sell it uh, when I got older. Um, but yeah, I usually got it at water parks and chocolate was my favorite flavor. My best friend, who our parents got a season pass to a local water park once. So we went like a lot oh, together. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's really funny because one time they made us go after Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix came out. And we had finished the book the night before and we were just so upset. Oh, yeah. And they couldn't figure out why. And we were like sitting on the beach crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, but she loved the rainbow flavor. She loved, I would always get chocolate. She would always get rainbow, sherbet. Um, 
But it's been on my mind recently because there have been a couple of news stories about explosions at the Dippin' Dot factory, uh, Dippin' Dot's, I guess, manufacturing center. Um, no one was seriously injured, but uh-huh. I was just like, what's going on? Right, yeah, yeah. Dippin' Dot's, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, there have been a few news stories lately. Um, I, I also enjoyed them when I was a kid. My first experience with them was that they had a kiosk at my local mall um, mm-hmm. in South Florida. And that's, that is where I encountered them. And I was like, this is bizarre and wonderful. And I want it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, I think Neapolitan was my solid choice. Oh, I really liked the way they melted. I liked the way that like a spoonful, they would all be these like separate beads. And then you put them in the your mouth and the heat of your mouth would melt them in a really interesting way. Yeah. That was like, that's what I really liked about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to get into all the, the science, interesting science around that. But um, Oh, yeah. You can see our uh, Space Foods episode and our freeze drying episode for a bit more. Also, I guess gelato and ice, maybe. Um, definitely frozen food. You know, there's sure a bunch of avenues to explore. There's in this there's one. overlapping concepts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I guess this brings us to our question: Dippin' Dots. What is it? <laughs> well, uh, Dippin' Dots is a brand of ice cream treats consisting of a. Uh, of not a continuous mass of churned frozen liquid, which is what ice cream is, uh, but but rather small discrete beads of frozen liquid. It's uh, it's like it's like eating a frozen ball pit without the threat of pink eye. Well, that's awesome. That's a plus. <laughs> Anytime my food doesn't threaten me with pink eye, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, what you do to to create it is um, you create your ice cream mixture. Uh, you know, milk, cream, sugar, uh, texturizers and emulsifiers, flavorings, etc. And then uh, you you take that that liquid and you drip it into a chamber that you are holding at around negative three hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit. Um, that's negative one hundred ninety five Celsius. Although, really, at that point, that means cold, quite cold, yeah. not warm. Right. Um, and you're cooling that chamber um, using using liquid nitrogen. Um, and as each drop enters the chamber, it instantly freezes into a rough sphere, like a like a solid bead around a half a centimeter, maybe a quarter inch um, in a, in diameter. And then those solid beads are moved into freezers, kept just cold enough to um to keep the beads stable, which is around negative forty Fahrenheit, uh, which is also negative forty Celsius for science reasons that still confuse me to this day. <laughs> me as well. Me as well. Great. Um, and yeah, so the result is uh, these round pellets of like dense ice cream that have a little bit of a crunch in your mouth uh, and almost like a tingle of cold, like almost like a, like a cold burn. Um, I guess it is a cold burn. That's literally what it is. Uh, and, uh, and then they melt into, right, like a, just a creamy liquid. Um, they don't have the fluff or chew of most ice creams. It's a really fun and novel texture. Yes. I thought, yeah, that, yeah, like I was saying, that's what I really liked about it. Um, also, that process sounds really cool. And now I'm mad I didn't look up any videos of it. <laughs> oh, it's really great. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I think I found one. I'll, I'll try to remember to link it. Um, 
to you and to y'all listeners. Um, but yeah, so, okay, once you've got these little discreet ice cream pellets, you have to keep them that cold throughout uh, quality assurance and packaging and shipping and sale. And right, although originally they were a theme park and mall booth food that would be hand-scooped, um, they can now be found in all kinds of event spaces and in grocery stores as well, in little individual serving containers. And right, this involves a lot of science. Um, because, okay, the easiest way to keep things this cold on the go is dry ice, which um, is not water ice at all. It's carbon dioxide gas that's been pressurized and supercooled into a liquid state below the temperature at which it would normally be a solid, and then carefully allowed to warm up and crystallize. And it does this at negative 109 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which is negative 78 Celsius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to use it, you've got to be careful um, because it is cold enough that it will burn you. It will, like, give you frostbite if you touch it with your bare skin. Um, and as it warms up, because it's not made of water, it doesn't melt into a mostly harmless puddle like water ice does. Um, it turns back into carbon dioxide gas, which we cannot breathe. Or I mean, we can, but we cannot live on it if we breathe it. So like if you're not <laughs> properly ventilating, it can displace the normal air around you and you can suffocate. Um, their scoopers have special training. It's a whole thing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the special training is basically like don't breathe the fumes. But <laughs> still? <laughs> but still, yeah. And yeah, yeah, uh, the company Dippin' Dots has a, a number of flavors at any given time. Um, right now, the ones that you can buy online and have shipped to you are uh, birthday cake, chocolate chip cookie dough, yes, with bits of cookie dough in it, chocolate, Annie's favorite, uh, cookies and cream, which is co-branded with Oreos. It includes little Oreo bits, uh, cotton candy, ultimate brownie batter, and uh, rainbow ice, which, yeah, is like a sherbet-like uh, mix of, of fruit flavors being strawberry, orange, lemon, lime, and blue raspberry. I'm not totally sure what's in stores right now. That's harder to track down, um, except that they definitely have a banana split flavor and a strawberry flavor, and also they're doing some co-branding with Paw Patrol. And y'all, I don't have children. I, I don't. I've, I've never. The only reason that I know what this is is because of the sheer number of companies doing co-branding with yes. this media property, and it is all of them. I feel like every single branded company that we research is working with Paw Patrol. Yes. Uh, same for me. I have friends with kids have told me about it. And then I just have seen like a bunch of comedians making jokes about it who have kids. So uh -huh. I understand that it is a big deal uh, for people with kids and for kids. <laughs> huh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but what about the nutrition? Ah, it's about average for ice cream. Um, so you know, it's uh, it's it's calorically dense, uh, with some fats and sugars, but low on protein and fiber. So it will fill you up, but won't really keep you going. It falls into the treat category. Treats are nice. Treats are nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems people like like this specific treat because we yeah. have some numbers for you. Uh huh. Um, there are somewhere around twelve thousand Dippin' Dots locations around the U.S. and around one hundred million servings of dots. Over nine countries are consumed each year. And yes, it does Oof. trip me up every time they use dots. But the, I mean, it's accurate. I get what they're saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> at its peak in 2006, Dippin' Dots was averaging $47 million in sales. However, just six years later, the company filed for bankruptcy. And then they would bounce back a few years later. And we're going to talk more about all of that in the history section. 
As of 2013, nearly 1,000 grocery stores had specialty 40 degrees below Fahrenheit freezers capable of preserving Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Goodness. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, their, their first factory was just a 24 by 24 feet. That's around 7.3 meters square in floor space. So, Whoa. <laughs> so you've, 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 you've come a long way, Dippin' Dots. You've come a long way, kid. According to <laughs> Thrillist, there are about 2,000 dots of ice cream in a five-ounce serving. Whoa. I know. <laughs> the company set the Guinness World Record for most ice cream prepared by a team in three minutes in 2014. Again, very specific, uh, but yes. The five-person team churned out 473 cups of ice cream. This was somewhat of a stunt for the 30th anniversary of National Ice Cream Month. Not specifically Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Okay. National ice cream mode. <laughs> cool. Uh, as of 2018, um, the brand had 35 flavors, with the most popular being that cookies and cream with Oreos in it. Yes, and if you're at a loss for what flavor you want, there is quite a silly Dippin' Dots personality quiz to find the perfect flavor <laughs> for you. Um, which, yes, I took. Uh, and I will say the quiz makers seem to think we're all emotional jerks. What? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Dang. I, uh, every question would be like, I think the one that's off-quoted is, you see your crush at the mall with someone else. What do you think? Oh. And one of them is like, you know, kind of a, what I would assume the average person would think is, I'm going to leave them alone and not really assume anything. <laughs> the rest of them were like, throw my drink in their faces or yell wow. until they leave. And I, I was like... I hope this is not what our society is is breaking out into. Um, but anyway, I did take it because, of course, I did. Uh-huh. And I got strawberry with this message, tolerant, thoughtful, devoted. Aw, sweet strawberry. You are the bestest best friend ever. Aww. You give others the benefit of the doubt, no matter how things might appear. Things might not always go your way, but you know that it will all work out in the end. And I was like, ooh, I feel so good about myself. <laughs> but then I read that over 50% of people get strawberries. Oh. <laughs> because I think we're all not actually emotional jerks. I hope not. <laughs> well, uh, well, either um, they need to retool their quiz for a more accurate experience um, mm-hmm. uh, across the population. Or, you know, maybe we can all just revel in being strawberry. So I'll just revel in being strawberry, <laughs> even though I prefer chocolate. Um, <laughs> well, the history behind this one is really, really fascinating. Yes, and we are going to get into that history right after we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, yes, the history of frozen desserts goes way back. Um, Humans have long enjoyed cool treats, And over time and with the development of things like refrigeration, these treats went from being expensive luxuries to widely available food items. Again, you can uh, go back to our episodes on ice and gelato specifically Mm -hmm. to learn more about that. But okay, Dippin' Dots specifically were the invention of microbiologist Kurt Jones in 1988. Uh, He wanted to create something fun and new using his knowledge of Cryotechnology. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. At this time, things like astronaut ice cream, which they are very clear is different than what Dippin' Dots is, but uh, things like <laughs> astronaut ice cream were really trendy and successful. So Jones wanted to ride on that wave as well. And at the time, he was working with flash freezing yogurt bacteria as an alternative antibiotic for animal feed. And he started wondering what other products could he freeze this way? Okay, so the the thing the thing with freezing things, which right, yeah, we talked about in um in a couple other episodes, um, is that is that different molecules freeze at different temperatures, um, and water freezes at fairly warm temperatures compared with stuff like fats and proteins, and furthermore, um, water is weird in that it expands when it freezes, uh, forming up into these large sharp crystals of ice. And um, and this is important, like, on the planet Earth for a bunch of reasons, um, but it's a pain in a bunch of specific applications. For example, um, let's say you're trying to freeze a food, like a, like a lovely, juicy, uh, you know, like crisp but just ripe summer tomato because you want to eat it later. You've got too many because your tomato plant is doing so fabulously. Um, freezing it is going to be difficult because as the ice crystals form within it, they poke holes in the membranes within the tomato. So when you thaw it, instead of like crisp and delightful, it's just a bag of mush. Oh, not as good. No, not as my not heart as hurts good. At this. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and the same goes for, like, bacteria and other stuff that you don't want to lose the cellular integrity of. Okay, so um, so this, this concept of figuring out how to prevent that is the basis of cryogenics. Um, and also why some interestingly mistaken people um, have been really interested in cryonics, a.k.a. freezing people at or before death for reviving later. Right. Yeah. Which I was thinking of, so... Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> important separation between right. cryogenics in general and cryonics, which is specific. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So um, th- the idea here is that um, if you can freeze something really fast to really cold temperatures, you don't give water ice the time to form up into these big pokey crystals. And right, you can do this using liquid nitrogen because it is so dang cold. Mm-hmm. The special thing that Jones was doing here is that he had developed a process to pelletize the liquids that he was freezing. Um, You know, he he would grow colonies of the bacterial cultures that he was working with in a liquid medium and then freeze-dry them into a powder, but discovered um, that instead of doing that, by, by dripping the liquid into the freezing chamber, it would form these pellets that A, maintained the structural integrity of the bacteria, and B, didn't melt as quickly as a frozen powder would. Um, and thus were C, really easy to work with. Um, it's like a, a freeze-dried liquid that you can scoop as easily as kibble or coffee beans. Yes. Um, so the story goes that when Jones was explaining how this whole process worked to his family or possibly making ice cream with a neighbor, um, it suddenly occurred to him that he could use this same process to make a beaded ice cream. He had grown up on a farm making his own, but he never liked the icy texture and wished that they could freeze it more quickly to eliminate that, which I think we all know what he's talking about there. Yeah. Especially older ice cream. Oh, yeah, especially, right, right, when you uh, take a carton out of the freezer and then put it back in or um, during, you know, and any any home freezer is going to go through slight temperature cycles. Um, And so, uh, so, yeah, as that happens, you start to develop these larger pokey ice crystals that aren't aren't as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, the idea was to use liquid nitrogen to instantly and quickly freeze the ice cream, which resulted in dense, small beads of ice cream that had less air incorporated into them than traditional ice cream and took longer to melt. Yeah, and that, um, you know, if you can keep them cold enough, would stay fresher longer. Yes. So Jones did a few tests out of his parents' basement at first um, and surveyed a few friends to really nail down the process, the taste, the texture, um, and also to come up with the name before he and his wife Kay opened the first Dip and Dot store in Lexington, Kentucky in 1988. They offered chocolate, vanilla, Neapolitan, strawberry, peanut butter, and strawberry cheesecake yogurt varieties. Their very first machine could create some four gallons of Dip and Dots per hour. Yep, but uh, however, the shop didn't get a lot of customers and it ended up closing in less than a year. There are a lot of really cool archival photos, though, that you can go yeah. and look at. Um, they didn't completely give up on the idea, though, and in 1989, another family member suggested that they take Dippin' Dots to a theme park in Nashville, Tennessee, Opryville, which I believe is still closed, um, and that they do this on a vending bike, uh, where they had some success, but they they barely broke even. Yeah, uh, uh, Opryland. Yeah, Opryland was like, okay, like you can you can come try and sell this if you can come with a hundred gallons a day. Ooh, 
they were they were convinced that this was the way. But uh, <laughs> but, but but right, yeah, sales were still rough. Yeah. Um things really turned around in 1991 when the Joneses came up with their new slogan, Ice Cream of the Future. <laughs> uh which would later become also <laughs> a running joke, easy joke to make. Um, and they have been using some similar versions of that slogan before that, because I think it, even in their first, those pictures I was talking about, you can see, like, I think it said ice cream and yogurt of the future. Ah, okay, sure. But I guess they really went in on it and kind of honed it. Um, and just a year later, in 1992, Dippin' Dots set up a shop in the Kennedy Space Center, and people were waiting in lines to try it. The product grew in popularity from there, opening franchises in amusement parks, malls, and stadiums, and gaining an extremely passionate fan base. The flavor options grew, too, with up to 30 to choose from, with favorites being rainbow ice, cookies and cream, banana split, and chocolate chip cookie dough. Dippin' Dots expanded in the late 80s and early 90s, often setting up at places like these, like these amusement parks or similar festival-like spaces. The company went international in 1995 when it opened a shop in Japan. In 1996, they filed a lawsuit against a competitor called Mini Melts over patent oh. infringement. Uh-huh. Um, and Mini Melts was actually started by two brothers who used to work as distributors for Dippin' Dots. But anyway, the judge in the case ended up ruling that not only was there no patent infringement, they hadn't even gotten the patent correctly, and it was invalid. So oh. it got tossed out. Oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I understand, the judge was basically like, you can't patent how to make ice cream, and you didn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Snap. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh um, nonetheless, they were still expanding around 2008 and were offering some new confections that year, uh, like a, like dots and cream, which I'm pretty sure is a type of churned ice cream that contains Dippin' Dots mixed into it. Not entirely sure how that works from a serving perspective, but I like the idea. And, uh, and frigates, which were, uh, dots individually covered in hard chocolate shell. <laughs> My brain got caught up on a lot of things in that sentence. Frigids. Frigids. Hard shell dot. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, uh, despite these spinoffs, uh, things weren't going so, so great. Um, so after filing for bankruptcy in 2011, with an estimated $12 million in liabilities that was reported on with headlines like, The future is dead! <laughs> Ooh. Um, Dippin' Dots was purchased for $12.7 million by Fisher Enterprises in 2012, and they expanded into even more venues, including in malls, often alongside their sister franchise, Doc Popcorn. The president of the company at the time, Scott Fisher, said of the purchase, We are committed to ensuring that Dippin' Dots reclaims its status, not as a novelty of the past, but as an ice cream of the future. The ice cream of the future. Yes, definite article. Yeah. Oh, well, excuse me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) However, due to the pandemic, many dip and dust locations have closed and the company has laid off employees. The company does ship directly to customers using dry ice to keep the product cold enough. I believe the smallest size you can get is 30 servings worth. Um, 
So a lot. And also, most freezers aren't cold enough to preserve Dippin' Dots, so you have to eat them pretty much immediately. So it's like a Dippin' Dots party, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your your home freezer probably doesn't go much below freezing, like like just, just the freezing point of water. That's more mm. or less where they stop. So um, mm. that is a solid 40 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> above <laughs> what a Dippin' Dot needs to, to stay uh, a dot. Yes, yes. Let the Dippin' Dots stay dots. Um, <laughs> Jones left Dippin' Dots in 2015 to form 40 Below Joe, which is, I mean, simple, simple terms, but it's essentially like Dippin' Dots with coffee and creamer. Huh. Yeah. That same year for April Fool's Day, the company announced the Jumbo Dot, complete with a commercial. Uh, but yes, was a joke, alas. Oh, <laughs> ah. Mm-hmm. In 2016, uh... Dippin' Dots commissioned pop artist Darwin to remix his 2015 hit Dessert into a promo for the band. Um, and then they collaborated again in 2018 to produce the song I Want My Dippin' Dots um, featuring teen band L2M. Um, and I, I'm, I'm old and I don't know who any of those people are, but, um, but I, listened oh. to, I listened to Dessert as part of my reading for this episode. Oh, it's been a minute since we've had a song that I needed to go listen to. <laughs> but I want to. Uh, in 2017, the company reached out to then-press secretary Sean Spicer, offering a sort of olive branch since he'd been railing about his dislike of Dippin' Dots on Twitter since 2010. It was it was a one-time rant, not like a prolonged campaign. Um, and so... <laughs> Yeah, back in 2010, when he was merely a uh, a PR dude oh, out and about DC, um, he he went on this Twitter rant that was, I think it was at least three tweets. These this only accounts for two of them, but I couldn't find the rest of them um, uh, easily. To be honest, I didn't try very hard. Uh, but yeah, for sure, he said, and I quote: "Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future. If Dippin' Dots was truly the ice cream of the future, they would not have run out of vanilla." Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, um in 2017 when he was uh the White House press secretary, um they reached out and offered to host an ice cream social at the White House. Um and uh he he made a counter suggestion. Um and what they wound up doing instead was giving uh veterans and first responders 500 vouchers to uh to Six Flags Maryland. Huh. Okay. I think they made a Twitter, they posted a tweet about it, and they used Connect the Dots, which I really like. Oh, uh, uh, uh-huh. Gotta make your <laughs> puns. Gotta make those puns. I know. Um, and yeah, in 2018, the company was making $330 million in annual revenue. That same year, Fisher created a subsidiary called Dippin' Dots Cryogenics to license out their, mm-hmm. quote, dot-forming IP and cryogenic technology to be used outside of ice cream, including pharmaceutical companies and plant-based meat alternatives. Yeah, uh, they offer everything from pelletizing equipment to a mini-fridge-sized freezers to a dang storage container, like 40-foot storage container that contains the equipment to keep stuff frozen as low as 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, You can also contract them to manufacture pelletized stuff for you. And yeah, they make more money from things like Impossible Burger or uh, plant-based meat alternatives in general than they do from their ice cream. Wild. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of, when COVID vaccines started to roll out in the U.S. in 2020, there was a problem. The Pfizer vaccine had to be stored at negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit, about negative 70 degrees Celsius. The specialty freezers operated by Dippin' Dots located across the country were offered as a potential storage solution. Um, these aren't the same freezers where the ice cream is stored, but it is no. a part of the Dippin' Dots cryogenics subsidiary. Yes, it's the same technology, um, different branch of the company. You're, yeah. you're not going to find COVID vaccines in with the Dippin' Dots at your at your grocery store. No, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, um, Moderna's vaccine also has to be stored cold at negative four Fahrenheit. That's negative twenty C. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the okay. So so this is a this is a whole issue. Um, and it's it's an issue that that Dippin' Dots is perhaps uniquely. <laughs> placed to to be knowledgeable about and helpful with because all right um the capacity to ship and store things cold uh, as uh, on like an industrial infrastructure scale um is called the cold chain and the logistical difficulties of the cold chain and also the cost in solving those those difficulties is part of what is making vaccine distribution tricky outside of the areas that, that do have infrastructure for it um like most of the U.S. Um, and it's an interesting problem. It's not new. Um, the Ebola vaccine had to be kept even colder than these uh, than any of these COVID vaccines. Though, um, though with COVID-19, yeah, part of the issue is um, that you're dealing with both max vaccination sites, which are relatively easy to deal with, and um, individual clinics and doctor's offices that are distributing much smaller numbers of the vaccines. Um, because once you thaw the vaccine to a usable temperature, you've got to use them pretty much right away. It's like your 30-person Dippin' Dots party. Like, you're not just going right. to be able to, like, put it back in a freezer. Refreezing them would create those ice crystals that would ruin them. Um, this is how I got my Johnson & Johnson shot, uh, incidentally, because the I happened to see an email from my local doctor's office that was like, hey, we have this vaccine. Come and get it. <laughs> like, yes, like, we, like, we need arms to put this in. Is it yours coming on? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, uh, about, about the whole vaccine thing, you're still dealing with dry ice for shipping and storage. Um, and like, you, you, you can store the, the big trays of Pfizer that they distribute for up to 30 days, but you've got to refresh the dry ice, keeping them cold every five days. Um, and there are only so many companies that make dry ice. Um, and yeah. like everything, the cold chain has been disrupted by the very pandemic that we need it to help vaccinate against. Um, also, transit delays, which are a very pandemic problem, um, are a big deal because during shipping, if you run into transit delays, all the dry ice can um, sublimate, um, which is just the chemistry word for, for melting straight from a solid into a gas. Uh, all of the dry ice can sublimate before you reach your destination. Um, when this happens with Dippin' Dots, they've then got to send like a third party dry ice person to, to intercept the shipment before it's ruined. Um, <laughs> and apparently a small amount of waste due to this is built into the Dippin' Dots business plan. Um, but it's a much bigger and or sadder deal when it's vaccines. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should definitely come back and do an episode on that because that was really interesting. I was not expecting this to come out in our Thoughts episode. It makes sense that it did. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, yep. yeah. You never know. You never know where the research is going to take really you. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> um, 
And yes, the whole thing that started this, for me at least, this interest, in July 2021, 10 employees were injured after an explosion at a Dippin' Dots facility located in Kentucky. Four were injured in a similar incident at the same place in 2019. Um... From what I could gather, no one was seriously injured uh, in any of these, but, you know, still not good. Uh, and they're they're investigating the most current one as to why it happened. It happened when they were unloading the nitrogen. Oh, uh-huh. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're if you're not careful with stuff like that, I'm 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 speaking off the top of my head. I did not look into it, but um, but but you're dealing with things that are under a lot of pressure. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and that pressure is partially um, uh, kept by the temperature that it's being held at. And so if you if you lose pressure, um, aka if you uh, have too much variation in temperature, uh, yeah, it can it can expand very quickly. Um, right. And yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then there have been a lot of news stories recently on the nostalgia around Dippin' Dots, which I thought was really interesting and in, like places opening Dippin' Dots in New York or, you know, hmm. kind of these big marketing places that aren't in like amusement parks, but is an yeah. actual dedicated huh. store, which I do think, I mean, the power of nostalgia is... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, ki- kids who were um, growing up with this at amusement parks and malls and whatever um, in the uh, early 90s are having kids now. So mm-hmm. so that's, know. you know, if you're out with your kid and you see a Dippin' Dots and you're like, oh, man, I remember loving this when I was a child. I want to share that with you. Then, of course, of course. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, that and Paw Patrol. I... <laughs> <laughs> the old and the new coming together. Um, but yes, that's what we have to say about Dippin' Dots for now. It is. Uh, we have some listener mail for you. We do. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with this We didn't make any Mr. Freeze puns. Oh, man. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Lost opportunity. There's so many good ones, too. Oh, this is going to haunt my dreams. Oh, well. Oh, oh, Annie, chill out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like a battery is getting charged within me. (laughs) That would be my movie of like, Annie. Annie, you can't die now. And then you make a pun and it's like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) pretty sure. All right, I'll keep that in mind if an emergency situation ever arises. Yeah, we need like an emergency (laughs) pun box that we break. (laughs) (laughs) Valerie wrote, in the zucchini episode, Annie, you mentioned that you make a lasagna with thin sliced zucchini as the noodles. I'd like to suggest that you can also use a mix of thin slices of zucchini and eggplant. Eggplant is a polarizing food, so this is definitely not something that everybody would enjoy. But if you like it as much as I do, then a, quote, lasagna made with zucchini and eggplant as the noodles is amazing. I've also added thin sliced potatoes into the mix, and that is good, too. I haven't ever salted to drain the noodles for this, but I do bake the lasagna for a really long time to make sure that the veggies end up fully cooked. Yum. Mm. That sounds so mm-hmm. good. I do like eggplant, and I've been on a big... During this pandemic, I don't know why, but... Oh, well, you know why? It's because I had that was the last meal I had out and about before oh. we shut down was fried eggplant. Ah, oh, um, uh-huh. So I've been on a really big eggplant kick. Okay. Uh, that does sound good to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, I I love everything that you just mentioned there. That is, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, oh, and we we're kind of in like prime eggplant season right now. Okay. All right. I'm like That's making fine. a grocery list in my head. Yes. Okay. Jared wrote, I am an Idaho native and grew up completely entrenched in the Idaho spud lover stereotype. However, only last year did I learn that one of my mom's first cousins was one of the engineers that designed the prototype tater tot machine for Orida. I love tater tots and was just busting my buttons to know that I was related to one of the pioneers who made these gastronomical miracles possible. Also, as for corn dogs, uh, growing up, the only corn dogs I had were in school lunches. I was not a fan of the soggy corn batter and typically peeled it off and ate the hot dog alone. As I grew up, I was exposed to better ones, and my palate matured. I now really enjoy an occasional corn dog when I feel the craving, but will still favor a good hot dog in a bun, not a sandwich. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really cool, one, that you have a relative that was instrumental in tater tots. Oh, that's always so fun. I know. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about school lunch corn dogs. And I knew a lot of people that would do that. You peel off the batter oh, and just yeah. eat the hot dog. Um, hmm. And I have to say, a lot of you have written in about corn dogs. 
which is excellent and wonderful. And we're so excited to share yeah. more of those messages. Yes. <laughs> it inspires a lot of feelings in people, as we suspected. Yeah, and and we 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 enjoy we enjoy a strong opinion here on Sailor. We do, we do. Um, so thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, uh, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.